0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Preview Show. That's right, it's seven o'clock on a Friday, which can mean only one thing: that we are back to have a little chew of the fat of what's gone on this week and look ahead to this weekend. It'll be the Leeds game, of course. So there we go. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, 16 years since we played that lot in the league, but more of that later. Now, who have I got with me? Well, you must be amazed to know that I have with me Mr. Jonathan Kidd. It's it's rare, isn't it? Who knew? Yeah, who knows? I know. Yeah. Bizarro. Anyway, lovely to see you, you well. You too,
2: yeah, thank you. But I'm a bit got a bit of a sniffle actually. Oh, no. yeah, yeah Got got in the way of my voicing today, oh, but no. I've lots of strepsils and lots of uh, lots of um, you know, lem sip.
0: You know what I mean? You poor old thing. Um yeah. I shall bear that in mind. I shall bear that in mind and try and no, be gentle exactly. with you.
2: I may have to go and lie down halfway through, okay. but you know, that will be no
0: problem. Oh, it's only an hour show. You'll be all right. You'll make it. Uh, I've also got, of course, uh, the the third member. We always have three people, uh, three fan casters on the Friday night show. And we've got the lovely Dan Silver with us. Good evening, all. The third wheel. The third wheel. Yes. Yeah. What's your scratchy mic, Dan? Perfect. Just, just uh, a, a, bit of, a bit of a word in your shell-like, as it were. Are uh, you well? Are you all right? Yeah, very good. Very
3: good. It's Friday footballs on tomorrow. Very yeah. excited. All good, all good.
0: All right. Now, uh, last but by no means least, uh, we, we, you know, as you know, we like to have somebody from the fourth estate with us. That's right, isn't it, Ollie? It's the fourth estate, the press. Fourth,
4: fourth estate. Yeah, I it think that's, that sounds about right.
0: There you go. Not fourth <laughs> division though. Your top division, <laughs> Not mate. Division, thanks. Appreciate Definitely right. <laughs> always, Ollie. Always lovely to see you on the show, joining us on a Friday or a Monday for that matter. So. Uh, good to have you on board now let's get straight into it actually it it seems like a week for ollies this week um i have to say when i saw the team sheet for the severe match i didn't i didn't have a meltdown there was no shitting of the nappy certainly publicly on twitter but i was a bit worried i have to say because he was definitely putting out a b team nine changes and all of that But before we get into how, and I thought the team did really well, but we'll get into that later. I mean, we cannot start anywhere in this show tonight without talking about Oli Giroud. Four, well, I mean, the penalty was, actually the penalty was really good as well, but the hat-trick, perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot, header, they were all superb goals. I mean, mean, I'm going to bore you all stupid with a bit of stats. You know me, I don't like stats, but when it's something like this, I just get well excited, but... First player to score four goals in a single Champions League since uh, match since Cristiano Ronaldo did it for Real Madrid in 2015. Um, of course, he's the first Chelsea player to score four goals since Frank Lampard in in, in March 2010 against Villa. Um, he's the f- he's now Derby. F- wasn't it Derby? No, it's Aston Villa. That's I'm what so that's what my facts say. Uh, okay. he, they could be wrong. I have mean, probably I'll got be. them from Wikipedia, so you know. <laughs>
3: No, you're right. It was Villa.
0: Thank you, Dan. Darby, Darby Thank was you, before Dan. That. Yeah, rely on Dan. Dan knows. Anyway, uh, he's the fifth. He's fifth on the all-time goalscorer's list for Chelsea in European competition. He's the oldest player to score a hat trick in the Champions League, European Cup since Ferenc Pushkas. Bloody hell! He's now scored 28 goals in 50 starts for Chelsea. Only Kerry, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, and Ida have scored more since the 80s. Uh, he's only—he's one of fifteen players that score four goals in the Champions League. He's in, in the company of people like uh, Marco van Basten, uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Shevchenko, Messi, uh, Lewandowski, Ibrahimovic, Ronaldo. I mean, I—I I, I love him for his beard anyway, Oli. But what a performance! Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm always envious of his
4: beard. Yeah, I, I, I have trying, beard envy with Oli too. Just, My just keeps getting gingery. Too much grey that. in mine, <laughs> mate. You, should, you you
0: should be so lucky.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think we all. It's one of those. He's one of those players, isn't he? That he is massively appreciated by the fans he plays for, and, and massively underrated a lot of the times for those who don't see him week to week. I mean, at Arsenal. He was, you know, I know a lot of Arsenal fans weren't happy that they they let him go, and um, you know, there's a lot of Chelsea fans now are not wanting to go anywhere in January for sure. I mean, he's just he's a class act, and I think Lampard has spoken about it several times about how professional he is, and I think that's just what it went to show. It wasn't just his goals as well. He was. Excellent all round. I know Sevilla made a few changes and they weren't at their best, and they had a you know rookie goalkeeper. But I don't think the goalkeeper could have done anything about any of those goals. I think he's just you know he's just the, the ultimate professional, and the class in which, especially that second goal he took, and just the calmness where a young striker you know, you know it's hard to say, but maybe an Abraham might have snapped at it, careful, careful, tried careful. to, shoot, tried to <laughs> shoot too early, but he just took his time, knew what he was doing, chipped it over the keeper, and that's it. And then. The other side as well, and I saw a lot of fans on social media. You know, you saw the chances missed against Spurs Mm. in those heading situations that Abraham didn't, you know, make the most of, and they weren't the easiest, but they were still chances that Giroud kind of proved that if he was there, he might have finished them. Yeah, the guy's a class act; he's absolutely quality, and I think Lampard knows that he has to keep him in January. I think that it's just about persuading him and and also Deschamps as well, just to keep him off the back of pushing him towards an exit.
0: I think uh, there was some encouraging news, from what I understand. I only saw it obliquely on Twitter, but apparently he said something along the lines of, you know, he pretty much wants to stay, wants to win trophies with Chelsea. So, fingers crossed. J.K., um, you... Isn't he under contract? Hasn't he got a contract? Yes. Can't keep him regardless? Yeah. I think it probably runs out in the summer,
4: doesn't it, Ollie? Yeah. he runs out in the summer and he can start talking to clubs as well in January I mean it's just one of those things that the, the one talk was whether they would reward him with a deal if they wasn't going to get played at all it was would be about him getting his chance to go somewhere else to play football right, so that he right, could get into right. the Euros team more than anything else but now I think that Lampard and you know Lampard's always said he wants to keep him I think that it would be really pretty stupid to let him go I have to say I think he's mm. uh, underused a lot of the time and also just gives you something completely different mm.
2: Yeah, um, no, I agree completely, Chich, about the, the, him. him, him uh, I'm sorry, with you, Ollie, about him scoring against... Um, um, God, Dan's asleep. Look at that there. Oh, um, yeah, just um, He's socially
0: box. relaxed. <laughs> socially <laughs> relaxed, mate. It's Friday night. About leave him, him alone. Yes, true, it's
2: true. About uh, scoring against uh, Spurs, because th- I think he'd have, he'd, have, he'd have made contact with both of the, all those crosses that were coming in. And, uh, and I still don't understand why Frank took um, Zayesh, as he's pronounced, Ziesh uh this he pronounce his name, uh, off in that game as well, just as zeru came on. I mean, it's it, it's it's absolutely obvious to me that he is a complete class act. And uh if the if the um I not necessary that the team around him needs to be that great because he seems to be able to score from from anywhere at the moment. And and I I'm I've doubted him in the past. I've thought he's been a bit, you know, um Wearing his diver's boots from time to time when he's come on as a sub, but uh, and I've 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 been rude about him when he scored goals and just in the Europa League and said, well, he's playing against a pub team. But um, uh, the goal he scored the other day against um, uh, um, Wren was completely phenomenal, and these four goals were were absolutely well, apart from the penalty, obviously, but absolutely brilliant. And he clearly is a complete class act, and and as you say, we've been underusing him, and I I. I would he was brilliant in the Everton game before the lockdown if you remember when we appeared to find a combination that seemed to work.
0: He was brilliant uh, brilliant for yeah. month a few months before that because he was, effectively he? Yeah, forced he was, Tammy he was, he out was.
2: hadn't he? It, well indeed but I so therefore I, I mean I'm afraid I wouldn't play Tammy again. Uh, and uh, whatever I, I, uh, no, never, ever. Never, ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's it. I would just give... Well, no, no I, I would. would, would rather play give a, well, given the situation, was he 34?
0: I would just keep on playing him, you know, or have him as the second... I don't... Scrim- I, don't I mean, Jonathan, it's a serious point, actually. And as always, yeah. you're, the, you're the genius of the otherwise no-brain outfit of this show. But that's a great segue into the next point about him starting on Saturday. And I think the only... The only reason that you wouldn't be starting Giroud every week is the fact that he is thirty 34, yeah you know, and he probably doesn't have the legs in him to play every week, but uh, here's the question, mate should he start on saturday
2: uh, yes, absolutely absolutely
0: definitely. for you yeah oh, definitely but um, that was a fun let's be absolutely frank about this It was
2: a phenomenal performance yes yeah, yeah it
0: was. i mean
2: we're not we're, we're it's one of, it's one of the best performances i've ever seen from a Chelsea striker, so you just go. Okay, well, he can't, he can't put him on the bench, surely, Dan. Surely, I mean. But then the other, other argument is, why isn't Werner playing centre forward anyway? Well, well we're that's, into, that's we're
0: into another, a different another question ball. for another yeah. show. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan, Jiro. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much more to say that
3: the boys have not already covered. I think he's exceptionally well-liked. I don't think anyone saw it after the game. Um, he and Tammy shared a really lovely oh, wonderful. That was a wonderful a nice, moment. Dan. Yeah. Absolutely agree. really enjoyed wonderful. that. I thought, yeah. Oh, oh, I,
0: I think oh, actually what ha- happened then, Dan, was that Jonathan had kind of messaged Giroux Okay, just before that happened, because I know yeah. Jonathan's got contacts in low places. And yes, actually, yes. what really happened was that Giroud was saying Jonathan says that you should never, ever play again, ever.
3: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> how to score goals, Tams. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: He's <laughs> no, I just, I just, got to start,
3: hasn't he, Dan? Uh, no, I don't think you will. Really? I, I think, okay. Well, reason being that the way Leeds play, we need real pace up front, and I think you'll probably see Timo playing up front because I think you know, the way the way they press high up the pitch, we you know we cover the ball. From the low block and get the ball over the top. I think Timo's oh, going to score, then, yeah. and I think you the, I think you'll probably see Pulisic, Ziek, and um, Timo start as a front three because wow. all that, that pace. I don't. I don't think he's suited for Leeds. I think he's sort of game with maybe well. like West Brom or something like that, who've got a very defensive setup. You know that's where we'll play. And also, I don't, I don't think he's got his legs to play another ninety minutes after Wednesday. Yeah, well, that, that's that's
0: that, that's more my concern. I have to say that. Leeds are very, well, we'll get into this later, but they're pretty dodgy aerially. So actually having somebody who can head in the crosses that James and Chilwell put in might be a good idea. Ollie, very quickly, do you think you'll start? But more to the point, we should also, I think, applaud the fact that the B team really stepped up. I mean, this is, you know, this is a huge result, I think, because Sevilla have only lost once at home in the <laughs> European competitions, and that was to, uh, to an English side, and that was City.
4: Yeah, I mean, Sevilla made a few changes, obviously. They had some issues, but I do think that they... Um... I think it's a big it's a big result for the bigger picture more than just actually that game as a whole I think the fact you can make nine changes and win so comfortably you look at the nine changes all of them were either internationals current internationals or former internationals mm. I mean we say it's a B team but a lot of those players would get into a lot of premier league teams so I do think that actually for the bigger picture you know it's really quite impressive um, and actually a good sign of what's to come because, you know, if you want to fight on all three fronts, if you want to get deep in the Champions League, if you want to get deep in the Premier League and right. go, you know, into the FA Cup final, you have to have a, a good all-round squad. And there's no doubt I think that result showed that they have that. And that's that's the real step up. Andrew, I kind of, I do agree with Dan. I think he mm. deserves to start and it's hard to take out a guy who's just scored four goals, but I do think against the Leeds side, where you're probably going to hit them more on the counter-attack rather than you know them just sitting back and letting you have all the possession. I do think that, as Dan said, it could be interesting to see that Pulisic, Werner, and uh, Ziech, Parnisic up
2: top. If he chooses that. You see, yeah. all I loved about it was the fact that that all of the the changes played the four three three. Really, really competently. Yeah. So they've all been playing that, obviously, mm. yeah. and, they, and they they were all up to the and up they, to the mark. They know. all look like
4: they had a point to prove. Even Emerson, you Even know, Emerson. The guy that, yeah, exactly, oh. yeah,
2: a guy, you know, he he
4: really impressed, and and oh. it's quite it's quite clear now that he's the backup. I mean, Alonso, if anyone's going to go in January. In that left back position it's going to be Alonso. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I that's did, pretty much nailed. I think
0: Marcus on. cooked his goose with Frank, didn't he, Dan?
3: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think the huge difference was the goalkeeper because you know you know it was it was a, it was a B team back four, really good Christensen. You know, really good spraying the ball around. Christensen looked very good. I mean, they 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 really kept kept Sevilla down to very few shots. You've got a competent goalkeeper. Then you've got, you know, yeah. international defenders. And it's all the difference. I, you know, I thought Christensen looked really solid, really good-looks solid. Uh, is always going to give you seven, eight out of Amazon ten. Emerson was I a revelation. Emerson was great. Yeah. I mean, you think that's our, you know, you know as, as Oli was saying, you know, like the old days of Joe, Jose, you had one for every position, two for every position. Yeah. We've got that. We You know, we beat, okay, yes, it was an average civil side, but it wasn't a first-choice Chelsea side. Yeah. We put on a really good performance. I think the squad depth is phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Laid down a marker, I reckon. Yep. All right, let's move it on to the big event um, uh, this weekend. Which, uh, for Jonathan, I know for an absolute fact. For me, not quite, cl- you know, close enough to Jonathan the respect, and I think Dan certainly. But for our generation, this is massive because Leeds are public enemy number one as far as we're concerned, aren't they, Jonathan? This is huge. I mean, how big is the Leeds rivalry? Do you think still
2: only amongst people of a certain age?
0: So it's like uh, a geriatric rivalry. Yeah,
2: exactly, because it's for, it's Tottenham. Everybody else thinks is the rival now. And although
0: fact, that started around the same time, oddly. Well,
2: I've, yeah, but not in the same level because T- Tottenham weren't didn't compete in the same way. That Sixty-seven
0: Leeds. was really the start of the Tottenham rivalry, I think. Whereas Leeds, Leeds was when about sixty. You mean from, yeah,
2: yeah. from Frank Saul and uh, Jimmy Robertson scoring in the cup final? Yeah, yeah,
0: but there was ag there as well, mate. I mean, it, it was really, you know, I think that's, where, that's basically where the Spurs uh, Chelsea rivalry started. Leeds was a few years before that. Six, it was when they were both in the second division. You'll know. You were probably there, mate. I mean, in my extensive, huge notes, basically nicked off Rick Glanville on the. A pre-match briefing on the website oh, but good, well yeah.
2: worth a read it's rick's birthday during the week
0: yes happy it birthday. was happy birthday i did wish him happy birthday but we can do so again but yeah they were competing to get out of division two in 63 and then and then they were competing at the top of the table in 65 and they were kicking lumps out of each other then johnny hollins that's when he coined the term dirty lead
2: they had albert johansson playing for them one they of did. the first black wingers to play yeah. he was playing on the wing and they had if the centre forward was was Trevor Peacock how have i remembered these bizarre things um uh, but yeah no but yes all right yeah but not but but um um uh, uh no sorry we were talking about Spuds weren't we um, but no no um yeah uh, you, you you was you sorry i've gone off into into Leeds world but no for me as a we're talking about a, Leeds as a kid I, 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 the spurs didn't come into it mm. there was no comparison because it, it just seemed to be a complete scrap all the same every time they were on the pitch together so uh um, uh, and and they, they were, their attitude towards the game just appeared to be one of, of let's win it by foul means, even though they had the abilities to uh, um, to beat practically every team they played against. Because, you know, Revy was actually a decent manager um, other than his, his, I suppose he had a very almost modern um, cynical view. He almost had a, let's, you know, let's win by by any form of, of application of uh let's get let's sail near to the as, as near to the the laws as possible but um no i was I, I you know i i as i say i can't even play your your scourges game can i i can't i can't bear to give leads the possibility <laughs> they might win
0: true. i don't ever don't ever
2: do it I'll this, is, why Jay, this lose.
0: is the reason why jk's Although you're not the bottom of the league anymore, you've gone up one place. But, well, have I? Oh, good. But it's one of the reasons I'm,
2: because yeah. I have so many prejudices. Yeah. I can't possibly allow. <laughs> I can't. In the same way that I won't let Fulham win, despite know, loving I them, I, I love I them. I just I don't think they're any good. Dan, so, I mean, it's it's Dan, that
0: view. Dan, just just quickly, um, you know, because you you know you you turned up a lot later than J K. And I, I mean, I know J K. Is that that's his number one hate team, but. It was pretty spicy, you know, in in the in the '80s, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean,
3: my dad always went on about how much he hated Leeds because, weirdly, his his best friend, is a massive Leeds United fans, so you know, they'd always have arguments about football. I remember when one Christmas he got us the 1970 Cup Final videos to watch mm. on, on Boxing though. He watched them back to back, and it was uh, he still it he still says the bastards bit my blood boil still. <laughs> <laughs> bloody Billy Brenner and all those players. So, no, I, I definitely got the league's hatred passed down to me. Yeah. And when they went, you know, tits up, and, you know, we'd drop like a stone to, like, you know, league, league one, oh, league two. I loved two, it. And we, I loved we were, it. don't want
0: glee. I, I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I I, I mean, I mean, remember we were saying this last season that we all really hoped they'd come back up, because the chance to, to play them again would be brilliant. I mean, we haven't played them for 16 years, and uh, sadly, it's a bit like the old apocryphal Dennis goal sending United down. We didn't really send them down. They were already down when we played them. Ranieri's last match, of course. I was there in gate 17. Uh, so, that, yeah, 2004, Dan. It was def- yeah. May the 15th. Yeah. Definitely Ranieri's yeah, last right. match. Because uh, I remember we all gave Ranieri a big send-off. Yes, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. 2-0 yeah, was 2-0. Well, you did. Well, you, yeah, nil, but you're, yeah. you're con- Mr. Contrarian, aren't you? Anyway, Ollie, um, bring you in a second. Because, of course, the other major thing about uh, tomorrow, other than... Welcoming back one of our biggest rivals uh, for the first time in 16 years. We're welcoming welcoming back 2,000 supporters for the first time since uh, February. So, uh, which is wonderful news. The thing that occurred, I mean, we've done it to death. And, you know, I pinged a bloody article moaning about it this week. But... um, the one thing that I haven't thought about until now was I wonder, and I wonder what you think about this because you've been in the stadium while while there's been nobody in there. Do you think it will make a, a positive difference to Chelsea having 2,000 supporters in the stadium tomorrow?
4: Yeah, I think it will. I think um, you know it's the first step to having some normality back, isn't it? I think there there will be a, a slight appreciation. I mean, I think we've all seen. I mean, it's it's quite obvious that away teams now have. Um, you know, there hasn't been the edge of of having the, those fans. So away teams have had it slightly easier. I think it will, you know, it's not going to have, I don't think the biggest effect ever, but I think that there will be, and I do think this is something that Lampard will drill into this side ahead of the game as well, that, you know, this is a big moment. This is a, a huge moment for Chelsea fans and for fans around the country, really having supporters back, uh, even if it is a small amount, you know, 2,000, thousand stadium. You know, it's just having that that sense that, you know how much it does mean to to fans to be back in the stadium. I think we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, You know, it was that the idea of, you know, as we were a bit tired, but then you knew you knew the weekend was coming and you were going to a football game, and it just for a lot of people that hasn't been there. So I think that has to mean something to the players as well. I think it has to be drilled into them that this is a massive moment. Yeah. You know, atmosphere-wise, okay, two thousand people is not a lot in a stadium um, of the size. You know, you look to the Arsenal game and of course in midweek and. A sixty thousand seater stadium. It's still going to be pretty quiet, but at least there is that there, and and there has to be an appreciation from the players. And I think it will make some something of a difference on the pitch as well. Good,
0: good. All right, we're going to have to move on. Uh, actually, talking of dirty Leeds, we've got. Uh, I mean, actually, he's probably the nicest Leeds fan I've ever met. I mean, how remiss of me to get somebody on the show who's a Leeds fan that we actually like. But uh, in a minute or two, we're going to have I'm a... going
2: to stop to that, change, Don't I know. Worry.
0: Well, you, you, you like him too. You've met him as well. Sure. But... Gosh. I know you because basically, funnily enough, I mean we're gonna have John Mackenzie from uh uh all all stats aren't we podcast on. And actually funnily enough, the Leeds podcast which John was on used to follow us on a Friday night uh at Love Sports. So we used to have a quick chat with John and he's lovely. So I've really screwed up there. But before all that, massively important news because uh we've been so uh blessed really with having Ollie on, on our come on our show on the monday night show and the love Sports show and this show over the last few years and i've had the absolute pleasure of of working with him uh, for football london he very kindly lets me write absolute garbage every week and then puts it up god knows why they let me get away with it but he has done <laughs> and for which i'm hugely grateful but i'm very sad to tell you people who have enjoyed listening to Ollie on the uh, on the chelsea fancast that he's he's uh, he's leaving us he's going to sunnier warmer climes and he will no longer be able to be on the show. And I'm very sad about that, but I'm very happy for Ollie that he's got a lovely opportunity for him. Ollie, we're so sorry to see you go, but thank you, mate.
4: Yeah, no, thank you guys for, for having me ever since the, um, the early days of 2017, I think it was, would have been it the was, first time yeah, I was on. Yeah, and yeah. I remember the first show I did on the Monday <laughs> night, I did it from the office. Um, back when in Canary Wharf and I was working there, and I remember running around the office because there was a cleaner. Um, <laughs> I, I, remember stayed that. I stayed yeah, behind. I stayed yeah, behind yeah. in the office, and I was walking around the office to avoid the cleaner. Um, <laughs> on I think the fifth, uh, the twenty sixth floor, of, I think it might have been of Canary <laughs> Wharf. That was my first show. Um, I've you know I've taken it a little bit more casual from then. I've <laughs> I started coming home first before I start. But no, th- thanks guys for the opportunity nice. to being on the uh, so often, and it's, it's always great. Does this prevent you from
2: you. coming from not? zooming to do us st- well we we can always
4: call. i mean it's probably about uh what two o'clock in the morning out there at the moment so uh. you know if maybe if i'm coming back from a night out or uh something like that maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe you might you might not want me on then ollie to be fair, but, you're uh... always
0: you're always welcome mate <laughs> but i tell you what as, as a token of our esteem i'm sorry i'm having to do this virtually but i will grab your address and i'll ping it out to you and pronto because i gather you're off like at the end of next week but very I thought soon, it'd be yeah. really nice if we gave you one of these. Can you can you see that? There you oh. go. Because you would have you would have stared at the real one of yes, those absolutely. for many a day whilst you've been covering Chelsea at uh, uh, at Stamford Bridge. But it's a signed mini Kerry Dixon banner, and I will I will stick that in the post. To you. Well, to thank say. you very much, man. Thank very you. Kind thank you. you for your fantastic contributions to yeah, our you've been show. Brilliantly, brilliant. As brilliant. So, thank you years, for having me. Yeah. there you go.
4: In the future, hopefully, I'll
0: be back on a while. You're welcome at any time you like. You know that, mate. But anyway, bon much. voyage, and thank you so much again. Been, it's been a real pleasure working Keys, with you. Cheers, gents.
4: Thanks very much. Thank you very much. thank
0: you very much. Brilliant. Now, uh, we will be back in a minute, uh, and we'll be speaking to John McKenzie from... Uh, what well, I can never remember what he calls his bloody podcast. All Stats, Aren't We? See, Yorkshire people, they don't speak proper English like we do. All oh, Stats, sh- sh- Aren't We? Exactly. See, all right. see you in the later. We will see you in a minute.
1: fans real opinions i'm jason cundy
3: and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast proper
1: chelsea
0: football F- right welcome uh, back to the chelsea fancast preview show uh with me jonathan kidd with you, Jonathan Kidd. No, with, with you, me, comma, then, Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd. Right,
2: sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, OK, right. Well, people, people listening may have misunderstood that themselves, because you didn't, you elided, you didn't leave a gap, you
0: know? <laughs> all right, finished? Yeah, OK. Thank okay, you. Yeah. Jonathan uh, Kidd. Hello, everybody. Yeah, lovely well to be gone. Exactly. And, uh, of course, the lovely Dan Silves. Good evening. No, no, no. I about
3: the introduction. That was perfect. There we go. Uh,
0: Now uh, it is, of course, it's time. It's time, of course, for uh, the uh, the view from the other side of the fence. Indeed, it is time for this.
1: The opposition view.
0: And uh, on the opposition view tonight, uh, an old mate of ours. Because, of course, uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, we uh, we we used to cross paths every Friday night. Love sport, didn't we, John? We did indeed. And what I should oh, have said, did. well, I'm very well, what I should have said, of course, is John McKenzie from uh, All Stats, Aren't We? That
1: there is. you go. Proper introduction. Oh, I'm very much here. Good. I'm just confused. Who am I talking to? Is this Dave Chidgey or is this, no, or it's or it's this Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd? Kidd? It's Jonathan oh, Kidd. Oh, OK, That's right. right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good to see you, John. Um, we are so excited for this game tomorrow. I mean, I think it's a really cruel twist of fate. Oh, I mean, I know we've got 2,000 people back uh, in the stadium tomorrow, but... You know, when the fixture list came out, this whole week would have been the week that every Chelsea fan would have highlighted. Saturday at home against Spurs, followed by Saturday at home against Leeds. It doesn't get much better that, than that for us. We can release an entire decade's worth of anger and frustration in, in the space, of, you know, in, in, in two lots of 90 minutes. So you know how much we love playing against you lot. But what, what does the rivalry mean to you as a Leeds fan?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I, I certainly think that I'm of of a generation that really doesn't get the old Rivalry, but I think we've got a lot to thank Frank Lampard for for rekindling that because a lot of Leeds fans are really looking forward to the game tomorrow, purely on the basis of you know it gives us a chance to maybe get one back over Frank after the uh, semi-final playoff semi-final against Derby. So uh, yeah, I I do think that Leeds fans are really considering this probably the game that they would most like to win this season. Mm.
0: But I mean, you know, I I mean, I, I totally get that there's a bit of an age thing that comes in with this, and I mean, you know, let's be fair. You know, there's a whole generation of Chelsea fans that won't have seen Chelsea mm. play Leeds. I mean, if, if you forget the, the the Capital One Cup match, I think it was the Capital One then. Um, but we haven't played you in the I mean, league five since five one. Was yeah. that the five one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, we we haven't played you in the league since 2004. So, like with us guys, because we're all old gits, is the old git uh, fraternity of Leeds United still massively, you know, thinking this is a is a real grudge match?
1: I think so I think there'll be a lot of, of the older older uh, generation really looking forward to this because you know that this was the sort of match that you lived for in in the in the top division of English football for a, for a good long while um it's certainly I think one of the biggest rivalries we have with the top sides, um, obviously Manchester United is up there, but I think I think a lot of fans would probably still consider Chelsea maybe to be the to be the other rivalry based on various things. In the same way that we would consider, I guess, Bayern Munich to be a yeah. a rival simply yeah. on the back of that uh, of that European Cup final. So it's funny, isn't it, how how these sorts of like certain certain events stick out in the collective memory mm. and the history of fan fan bases and sort of make these things into really meaning meaning laden uh, events. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of that tomorrow.
2: My memory is not collective. My memory is personal.
0: (laughs) Uh, And and I
2: don't want to play you. I think you deserve to be in the second division for the rest of your (laughs) life.
0: And in fact, John, boo! boo. John, John, to put this into context, uh, Jonathan also said that he doesn't think that Tammy Abraham should play again ever.
2: Oh wow! You know, so he he I've he drew four goals. Yeah. So she's just trying to paint me here as an
0: eccentric. What? I don't have to paint you as one. <laughs> an eccentric I'm very
2: very old, Jonathan. I'm you walk around
0: old. with a sandwich board on saying I'm an eccentric, mate. <laughs> right? I don't have to try at all. You know. I think actually what I can say though that this evening, Jonathan is well and truly riled up, and I think it is down to the fact that that we're playing Leeds tomorrow, John. Um. Here's a moving off the rivalry thing. I mean, you know, you're back in the Premier League. Uh, many would say where you belong. Um, I would, I would include myself in that actually. But how, you know, how, you know, how pleased are you with the season so
1: far? Yeah, it's been great. It's um, obviously we've since Marcelo Bielsa came along that these are the sorts of games that we've really been wanting to to sort of test our mettle in. Um, we we as Leeds fans are all fully aware of how uh, exciting the football that he plays is and the opportunity to play against clubs in the top division of English football is just, is, has been really great uh, for the fan base. And I think we've really lit up the league. We've, we've had some real home dingers of games in there and um, it's, you know, the chance to see your, it's funny because it's been 16 years since I've been able to watch Leeds in the Premier League until this season. And just the, the, Opportunity to watch your team play against the best that the country's uh, football league has to offer is is great. So um, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the, the season so far. And I think we've really acquitted ourselves quite well uh, on top of that.
3: Mm. In terms of the team, and you, who's, who's like your general? Who's your most important player that kind of would dictate? Bamford. Bamford. <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, yeah, in terms of like, you know, you see, like, you know, for example, like, you know, who, who who's your main man? Who's the one that everything's going to go through that's mad mm. to watch for you guys? Because quite a lot of the squad is a team that got you promotion, isn't it? With a couple yeah. of additions.
1: Yeah, of course. I think in terms of the 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 player who maybe goes under the radar quite a bit is Mateus Click. Although I think a lot of people have been impressed with how he's um, uh, just fitted in in the Premier League quite comfortably. Uh, but he's really important insofar as he plays in the midfield. He has he has a lot of both defensive and attacking work to do. He's probably one of our more creative players. Um, mm-hmm and uh, you know he's one of the one of these players who um doesn't ever really look fancy but you know he, everything that he does is is really pivotal to everything that that we do on on the field and uh, he's just a brilliant decision maker brilliant um uh, tactician as well so obviously works well in the Bielsa side beyond that we have players i mean Elias Melier, our goalkeeper, has been remarkable so far this season. Um, I, he, if he has a good game, it can, make, it will make a big difference. He looks about uh, ten, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's been brilliant. Um, Luke Ailing, our right back, is really important in progressing ball progression for us. Um, Again, a player who we picked up from, from basically you know out of nowhere, Bristol Bristol City spent time at Yeovil, was an Arsenal uh, academy reject basically, and he's become one of the best fullbacks in the in the Premier League under Bielsa. So, and then maybe maybe a, a bit of a mention for Rafinha, our new winger who's come in from Ren um, and looks like a really exciting player as well, and Bamford, of course. And um, Bamford, well,
0: of course, Bamford. Yeah, you, you, we all we all may laugh about Bamford, who never really ever oh, got a chance, no. sh- ever got a chance with Chelsea. But I actually did a podcast at the beginning of the season, with a whole load of different supporters from different clubs, one of them was a Leeds uh, fan, and we were all talking about who, who we thought would be the, the league's top scorer, and he said Patrick Bamford, and I, I nearly fell off my chair in laughter, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, and then led everybody else in 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 laughter at him. And since then, Bamford's been scoring for fun. And I'm beginning to think, Mm. God, am I made myself like a complete mug here or what? I mean, he's a much better player, though, I think, than any of us thought he was, John. Excuse me, excuse me. Oh, Uh, uh, sorry. And Jonathan.
2: Sorry. Jonathan (laughs) thinks he
0: should never, ever play again, ever. No, No? no.
2: (laughs) I'm being misquoted here. (laughs) Sue me. And also, Don, you'll verify this. I've always, every time we met, just before, before going into the uh, love sport, I've always asked, I always used to say to you, I think Banford's a really good player. He reminds me of his upright start. He's very Kerry Dixon like. You you and that I was lot, always Andrew. interested in him, always. So rather than tarring me with the same brush <laughs> as yourself and Dan and every other person you've spoken to, could you give me some credit here?
0: Uh, do you know what? And- I, it's, uh, shush, and I will. Uh, basically, yes, I, this is true. You You do often compare him. Uh, to Kerry Dick, uh, and of course, I was being mistaken. I, I always thought you only liked Bamford because he plays the piano and the violin. He Plays the violin, yeah, exactly. I like that. And he speaks. <laughs> I actually got some friends. Funnily enough, I was supposed to be doing a Zoom chat before this, but I, I told them to jog on because I was doing this. But these friends of mine actually know know Patrick Bamford because they they're from they're from uh, they live in Woking and they knew know a lot of the the kids that went to Cobham, so they they know his family and everything. And they say that he's he really is a lovely guy. Um, John, here's a question for you: Is Uh, bielsa a mad genius and is there method in his madness
1: he's certainly a genius um i'll I'll give him that it's funny at the moment i'm i'm writing a book about marcelo bielsa and part of the reason why i'm writing a book about marcelo bielsa is that he's a someone who doesn't really talk about himself very much he's someone who only gives press interviews it in post and um, pre-match press conferences that's basically the only f- way you can really find out things from him other than uh, indirectly from other people as well and I think this has it's led to a, a real sort of um, uh, mystique about him um, there's lots of anecdotal stories that sort of do the rounds whenever people talk about him um, but yeah I, I in terms of his whether or not he's mad I suppose what I find so interesting about him is that he he himself doesn't consider himself to be mad he, he he's he's everybody he does else everything that he does <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and um uh, yeah there's the famous there's the famous quote about you know everyone's considered mad until people realize how how successful their methods are um and i, I think that's it, it basically comes down to that he has he has a really remarkable method and um i think a lot of people regardless of how unusual they may think that he is when they see the results of of what it is that he does then it's hard to uh, claim that he's anything other than a genius
3: Mm. does he um does he actually speak english because also i know like when pochettino first came he has the interpreters he actually speak english to the players or does he communicate through his assistant coaches and so on
1: he doesn't speak english as far as i'm aware in so far as he will always use an interpreter to talk to people but he definitely understands english and you get these weird um situations in press conferences when he will say something the the translator will translate it and he'll he'll disagree with the translation that's used yeah. so he 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 definitely knows but I think I think for him it just comes down to the fact that he's just much more comfortable at clarifying himself obviously in Spanish yeah. and so he would much rather make sure that he's saying what he knows to be clear and then relying on someone who maybe has a better grasp of English yeah. to, to then communicate it. Apparently, apparently sorry Dan
0: go on I was going to say, yeah, because obviously they
3: play such high intensity. Do they do they last 90 minutes or do you find by like 80th minute they, just, they tend to flag a little bit? I mean, you let in a lot of late goals? Because obviously, I know in the first first season now, I think the league's tired towards the end, didn't they? Because of the amount of effort and energy that goes in. Do they, can they last some 90 minutes to that intensity?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of, there's again, a lot of urban myths about Leeds and, and this burn-off um, yeah. me- mentality that people talk about. But I've never really seen much evidence for that um we it, i'd say that the majority of the time we we play the full 90 minutes um at the, the same sort of intensity and we we tend to perform better in second halves than in first halves pre- precisely i think because we have the ability to to carry on going into second halves mm. this season as well like we are going to play fewer games this season than we did last season um because uh, we're out of the carabao cup um, and so, even if we got to the FA Cup final, we would still play fewer games than we did last season. Well, eight, so eight less league games for starters. Yeah, to like exactly. It. So, yeah. and also, obviously, that last season the schedule was wild by the by the end because of the coronavirus break. Yeah. So, in many respects, this season has been remarkably laid back for us. We were we were playing like games. I mean, they've already played 15 games, I think, in the in the championship. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely going to be an easier season for us. so I can't see that being an issue that's really. A,
0: that's a really good point, actually. And just got a final point on on BL uh, John. I mean, every Body that I've, you know, listened to on the radio and talking about him says he's he has an incredible command of of language. He's incredibly precise, and I think that that tallies with what you say about the fact he'd rather speak in his own language and be able to use it to full effect than use it poorly in another language. And and apparently he's an incredibly he's a very uh, compassionate and and gentlemanly. Type figure, actually, it's, it's he's a fascinating character, there's no doubt about it. But my main question is, how can somebody that age squat for 90 minutes like he does? <laughs>
1: it's tiring, isn't it? You see, I couldn't do it think, for five, he must have quads of steel. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I only explanation the opposite, actually.
2: I find it, I go to the loo so often that it's um, <laughs> it's easier to,
0: to maintain that position for long periods. Oh, well done, JK. Lowering the tone as always. Bless your heart. Um, listen, John, we got you tomorrow. It's a massive, massive match. I mean, obviously it is for us anyway because of the rivalry, but also, you know, if we win, we go top certainly uh, for, for 24 hours. Um, and doing a little bit of research, which I, I'm loath to do, but occasionally I've been known to do it. I'm, Leeds <laughs> have got a big problem in London, haven't they? What on earth is all that about?
1: Yeah, I think it was, uh, I, I don't have the figures to hand, but I think well, actually, Marcelo you know, Bias has played I, nine I, times and well, lost all, I, well, got, well lost got,
0: seven? I've got them here, mate. Cause, uh, never won,
1: never won in London under yeah. girls, so I think that's um,
0: for sure. I say I've got them, and I've, I've lost them. It's the rarefied atmosphere. I actually, atmosphere. It's a bit actually think
1: I can, I can get, to, get them to hand quite easily, so. Isn't
0: um, it to be with altitude, isn't it? You come down
2: from the north. And it, it, okay, it, it, he's played
1: 11, yes. he's won zero, he's drawn two and lost nine. Uh, he has six goals for, 18 goals against, eight uh, three pens conceded, one sending off. His um, total points per game is uh, 1.99 mm-hmm. uh, over his whole time at Leeds. And um, if you include London, then it goes down to 1.81. So, yeah, not well, great. I've,
0: I've, got, I've got Leeds have left the capital pointless after 17 of their past 24 visits to London, right. winning once at QPR in December 2017. I remember Newcastle having a similarly weird yeah. record in, in London, but I mean, I, I suppose there isn't, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't rationalise that or make any sense out of that. Like, these kind of weird things happen, don't they? Yeah,
1: it's very odd because like, it's not even if you look at the teams that we played in in London, that they were like up there amongst, I mean, we, we lost to Charlton Athletic uh, in London and then beat them, four nil or five nil at the end of last season in the return leg and this seems like qpr um who causes a lot of problems uh away from home it, it, it it's not even like the you know the championship sides in london are particularly impressive so no. um whether or not it's simply the the um the reality of traveling down overnight a long distance staying over but it it's wouldn't seem warmer. to make much yeah a bit warmer, isn't it, bit warmer. yeah maybe it maybe there's a Maybe there's an altitude change or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> All right, mate. How's it gonna to go tomorrow then?
1: Yeah, I'd you know look, you look at the Chelsea side and you're so front loaded. So like your your front five are just a terrifying prospect. Mm. Um I'm I'm still r I still remain a little bit un- unconvinced about Frank Lampard as a tactician, but when you have that amount of players that can cause moments, I I you know there's not many Leeds fans who are feeling particularly positive <laughs> about our chances tomorrow. So um I suspect that we will give you a good game. Uh, I suspect we will make you work hard for the win. Um, but, you know, we, we've had a couple of games where we've lost 4-1 and I could see it going that way as just as well. So uh, I just hope that we go, go down there and, and give a good account of ourselves, really.
0: Mm, OK, guys, stick your neck out on a score prediction.
1: Uh, I'll say 2-0 Chelsea. 2-0 Chelsea,
0: OK. Obviously, I hope that that does not come to pass. But uh, it's. I have to say, Joe, it's lovely to see you. Apart from anything else, we kind of miss the old love sport days.
1: Yeah, it was was lovely catching up with you guys briefly in between Mm. our shows on Friday nights. I must say,
0: it was. Yeah, and uh, and uh, quick shout out for your pod. All stats, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we we focus on uh, the sort of tactics and stats side of things, um, filling a niche that wasn't really there for the Leeds United market. So if you if you do if that sounds interesting to anyone, um, we are best best place to go is our Twitter at All Stats, aren't we? And all of our stuff goes up there. And you you do
0: a lot of writing as well, don't you, John?
1: Yeah, I've, I'm doing quite a bit of writing at the moment, actually, I've dropped um, a, a bit of my freelance work down to try and get this book done that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on a book on Marcelo Bielsa, sort of uh, biographical essays, really not, it's not really a, a full biography, because there's those are available and you can get them, but just using aspects of his life to because he's such a fascinating guy that um there's there's so much he can talk about that he opens up lots of debates and and discussions. So yeah, that that's hopefully going to be done in the next six months or so. Brilliant, so John, John. Are you
2: tactically savvy about um, other teams as well? Do you find yourself being able to analyse what's going on between other teams, or is it, is it only leads you're interested in?
1: So we focus on we focus on leads, but we do a lot of. Um, preview work for for games so before uh, uh leeds games we will will watch a lot of uh, the the team that we're playing in in quite a lot of detail so we do we do um we have a lot of people who follow us to see what we say about their team their teams when team. we when we're about Did to play get, them
2: we could get him in and ask him what the tactics going to be for five minutes so we see him again rather than once twice a year so you
0: never know you never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, we may well see him again, of course, when it's the uh, the return fixture at Ellen Road, actually. But we shall see. John, uh, as I said, lovely to see you, mate. Glad to see you looking so well. I mean, I kind of will wish you kind of luck for tomorrow, but you you know that that's a bit disingenuous. But of course, um, of course. I hopefully we will see you again later in the season. But until then, yeah. take care, mate. Thanks for coming on. Lovely. Yeah, it's great good to see you guys. Good to
2: see you. Lovely. Yeah,
1: good, good to see you. Take I care. This, but John,
0: boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We will be back in a minute, and then we're going to give you our version of events. So don't go away. Cheech J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com
0: OK, welcome back. This is, of course, the Chelsea Fancast's Friday night preview show. And uh, with me, Stamford Chidge, him over there, Jonathan Kidd. <laughs>
2: Well, oh, thanks for the pause, Chidge. Good. Uh,
0: yeah, sorry. I know, I'm learning. And uh, of course, the, the lovely Dan Silver. So we're oh. back. And, then, and as Genesis once said, Jonathan, and then there were three. Yes. So there you go. Yes, yes. Good album. Now, are you going to follow me or shall I follow you? That was a really clever joke and you just didn't get it, did you?
2: Oh, I got it. Sorry, sorry. I was just concentrating. I've just been rejected for an application on the internet. Sorry.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, it's very clever. The moment's gone. The moment's gone. It's, no, it just, hasn't. I can no, still, I can no, retrieve it. Too late. I'm offended. I'm, offended. I'm offended. Oh, okay. you, you might as well have thrown a big ball of tumbleweed at me. No, 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 no. Anyway, look, we've had a good, we've had a lot of fun tonight. We've had Ollie Harbord on, on, on the first part, uh, giving his wit, wit and wisdom to us. Uh, we've had the lovely John Mackenzie from All Stats, aren't we, to give the Leeds perspective on the massive, mahusive match tomorrow. And now it's our turn. Um, and I thought we would we would uh, start this off with a bit of a a wander down memory lane because there are so many, there. I mean, there are so many great. Chelsea leeds fixtures down down the years. I've picked out some recent ones actually myself, but feel free to lob in a few of your own personal favourites. But um, I tell you what, the the one I really remember beautifully is is is, is two thousand and three because of Ida's goal, that overhead kick. Uh, I was in the West Stand that day, bizarrely, so I had a wonderful wonderful view of it, and because I was down that end as well in the three two. That always really stands out for me. That was in, I think, January 2003. Uh, I, I do really remember the the 2004 match when uh, uh, Ranieri's last match. I mean, I, I clearly remember it mainly for that, but also for deluding myself into thinking that we'd sent them down. Uh, and then the third one is actually one that I wasn't at, but one of, the, one of the probably many matches, if the truth are to be told. I like to say one of the few matches, but it's probably not true that I really regret not going to. And that was the uh, Capital One Cup match up there in 2012 under Rafa Benitez. Uh, but we won 5-1. But it was a proper old-school, naughty, naughty, naughty match. All of Chelsea's naughty old lot uh, turned up in force. It was There was lots of naughtiness going around everywhere. There was a lot of shuttling, kettling. Getting them, sending everybody off at Wakefield. But it, there's some... I will put this up, actually, with the picture for the... You know, I always put a picture up with the show when I, when I publish it. Uh, but there's a lovely picture of the Leeds fans in the away end. And it was a miserable, cold, misty Yorkshire night. And you just see this sea of very angry-looking, animated-looking Chelsea fans. A lot of bald heads on display. But there was a mist around them and it looked like it looked like a scene out of Les Misérables, Dan. It was just nuts, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I think that's I mean, and I, the stories I have of all sorts of friends. Marco made a video about it. I think there's some brilliant stories, and I, and that really you know, and to hammer them five one as well. I think even Torres scored, but you know, a, a great memory, even though I wasn't there, and I really regret not going. But I bet you two have got a few good uh, well, matches I mean, to call up. I
3: mean, depending if we going back a long way to. Um... 84, mm. we, beat, we beat them 5-0 at the end of the season. I think uh, Kerry, this has got a hat-trick.
0: Pitch been, invasion.
3: Yeah, 5-0. Canada's got a goal. Mickey Thomas, that was, that was. I think that was the day we won the title. Mm. I think, or we got promoted. I can't remember which one it was. It was, off, it
0: was. After Grimsby, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, 28th, it? yeah, 28th. Yeah, really, it was just a fantastic game. we absolutely battered. I seem to remember really clearly we had orange goal nets. I don't know if that's, that's my memory playing tricks. We had very, very narrow orange goal nets. and We just absolutely destroyed them. It was a really enjoyable fight. They they, they 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 uh, they
0: destroyed the the north uh, stand scoreboard, the new electronic scoreboard, yeah. didn't they that day? Bastards. Yeah, yeah. I think that, it deserved really it. you think it deserved it? The uh... you liked it with the little goal celebration, the little
2: animated goal people. Yeah, it? but I think it had run its course. I think we were looking for different um, different uh, animations yeah. after that. I think it was yeah. a bit like Snake, it snake it on the Nokia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely. exactly exactly. If... Um, I, that game for me was a, a memory, but the. Um, the, uh, and I was at the 5-1 the and in fact I was so keen to get to the 5-1 that uh, I I was working and I had to get a late train and I got there with um, 20 minutes of the first half having, uh, having already been played and I find it really difficult to get in the ground. I kept saying, I've got a ticket, let me in, let me in. But... Um, uh, they kept saying, "No, it can't come in ill. Well, You know, this is it's it's this is the way end. I said, "Yes, I'm coming. I've got a ticket. I've come for the way in." And I was wearing a suit, and uh, because I'd been I'd been up for a casting or something, and uh, and I got in, and it was the atmosphere was completely phenomenal, and uh, we were kept in at the end, and I took video of all of it well, on my phone, obviously, but I took of it was just the 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 the. The camaraderie of everybody wedged in for the last twenty minutes and singing all the even I sang even though I don't you couldn't not it was just absolutely brilliant. Jimmy
0: Savile, he's one uh, of your own. <laughs> yes. yeah.
2: But also, no, we're not allowed to say that, are we? But also, the five-one <laughs> was great. It was so great. But then, I uh, bizarrely, one of the other games I remember is when we drew nil-nil, and um, uh, it was O'Leary's um, lot, and he, I, I watched him come off with the nil-nil. They were singing. Uh, they had two players sent off, and we failed to score. And they were singing nil-nil, um, uh, and we only had we only had nine or something, whatever. I can't remember the the tune that would go to, but that was what they were singing. And then at the end, um, uh, poor old Deschamps, um, just just adding to his his hatred of playing in the Premier League. Um, O'Leary went up to him to shake him by the hand, and as Deschamps offered his hand, O'Leary took his hand away and thumbed his nose at him. Your uh,
0: father stank of elderberries. Yes,
2: exactly. But it (laughs) it sort of summed O'Leary up for me more than Deschamps, which is that I'm yeah complete twat. There he is offering his hand at the end of the game, and Deschamps um, obviously in the end to become a you know a a great player and uh, uh, and then to become manager of France is has his has his his hand rejected and he thumbs his nose at him. Oh God. But, anyway, obviously, but the other games that I remember, uh, I'm afraid I've watched Chelsea Leeds far too often where they have behaved appallingly on the pitch and I cannot rid myself mm. of that.
0: Well that and no. that even extends to modern day. I mean I, I funnily enough, I was flicking through uh the 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 picture library I use to find some pictures for later uh and i started from i thought they i wonder if they got any really really old ones and they don't they all start in the 90s but it was really interesting to see how many pictures there were of players being stretched off players sent (laughs) off players (laughs) injured you know lasso got clattered i mean all sorts of i mean so even now i I mean it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow i suspect that the the rivalry that we all know and love has dissipated somewhat with that that, that big kind of time gap. So I yeah. suspect that, that unlike Chelsea Spurs, which always has a propensity to get violent, I'm delighted to say, uh, I can't see that happening really anymore with Leeds. I, I don't think they're going to kick lumps out of each other at all. But there you go.
2: Um he's a very different manager isn't he Bielsa to anything that, that would well, it doesn't evolve into that kind of thing with with his his philosophy as no, far as and I I think
0: Frank wouldn't encourage that either but uh, I just don't I think the steam's gone out of it uh, because of that now let, let's get into the football because I think there's some very in Dan being Dan has uh, already uh, I was going to say fingered it which sounds very wrong <laughs> but he's kind of pointed this <laughs> yeah, out you're... he's pointed this out because he's he, Dan's always on top of the tactics but that's kind of where I have started, really, because I do think that Frank has got um, a decision to make with Ollie because he, you know, he, he was so good uh, against uh, uh, Severe in the week and he perhaps should have got more time against Spurs. He perhaps, had he been on, would have put some of those crosses away. So I, de- I definitely think he has to be in the equation. And I have broken it down thusly for you because I'm all heart, obviously, Um if they play Ollie, then I think that they can exploit Leeds' undoubted uh, weakness, uh, you know, aerially. They, I, I, I've got the, the stats. Stupidly, I'm on the wrong page. But um, I know that they've got an issue uh, with stats. I need to, like, start thumbing these because I've got so much flaming information here. I can never find we it. I think like they've got the and Here we go. Had. Yeah, here we go. Only Sheffield United and Leicester have conceded more goals from set plays this season than Leeds. And a lot of those are aerial. So there's a weakness there that Ollie James and Chilwell could exploit. However, Tammy or Werner, doesn't matter which really because they're both quick, could absolutely exploit their high line. Leeds play with a very high line and they don't bother with an offside trap. And they throw people forward with abandon. And they could be caught on the break with a really fast nippy striker, as in Werner or even Tammy or Abraham. And also, if we play Havertz tomorrow, which I sincerely hope we do, because I think he's hopefully now back to fitness, um, he's the kind of player who can ping a thirty, forty-yard ball to feet or on the run and unlock that as well. So, I think Frank has got a decision to make whether it's Oli or Werner or Tammy Dan.
3: Yeah, I think I think I think midfield three will be Mount, Kante and. Have a mountain um can he'll be the pressure to get the ball back over mm-hmm. to Hatters, and then he's we need pace in the team. So if he's got Pulisic, who's fast, you've got Ziyech, who's fast, you've got Vernon who's fast. That's a you know, if we get th- you know, three against two or whatever, I really fancy our chances. It's not it's not the game for Giroud tomorrow. I also just don't think 90 minutes plus travelling, he's got he's got that in his legs to do yeah, another. That's my another game, worry, yeah. Particularly with the way leagues play the intensity they play. I think he's gonna want the Timo will play. I don't think Tammy will play. I think Timo will come down the middle. Yeah, I agree. Prudy, Sitch and Ziyech on the wings. Well, that's what then... we hope. I think we hope that'll
2: happen. I think Gunesic had moments when actually looked pretty good during the week. Yeah,
3: well, he nearly scored in the first half when he did that yeah. turn. And then I think it will go back to normal back four. Will be Thiago Silva, um, Zuma, uh, Chilwell, and Reese James. Well, yeah.
0: I'm I'm hope. Well, I I think the the back five is nailed on, isn't it? Yeah. A is nailed on. Mount yeah. is nailed on. The other issue is, will it be Kovacic or Havertz? And I think that will depend on genuinely how, how how recovered Havertz is now.
3: Well, he came off quite early, didn't he,
0: on Wednesday night? I think the COVID's hit him a lot harder than yeah. people have realised. Yeah. I mean, to honest, he had I mean, a very
2: good run, didn't he, for the first goal? It was here. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful, wasn't it? Impetus in the pass. He, he plays those passes beautifully. But yeah. I, I agree completely, Dan. I, th- I think... Um, I think he'll play. Uh, well, we hope he'll play Pulisic, Werner, and Zayesh. I think he will because Pulisic. Well, the fact the fact that he made those substitutions might be an indication
3: to what he's thinking for Saturday because he didn't give. He could have given Pulisic 90 minutes to get fit, but maybe he
2: thought, you know what, I want Christian on on the weekend. And then he plays uh, Giroud against Krasnodar and he scored six.
3: Yeah, I think listen, it's, it's a squad game. It's not a team game anymore. Yeah. I think I think you know we got who we got after Leeds. I can't remember Krasnodar then the league,
0: Everton, isn't
3: it? Yeah, Everton's a more of a Giroud sort of game, I think.
0: Yeah, possibly. that'll be a tough game too. I think. Yeah,
3: although I don't know about Everton, they start, they, they flat, and they're sure. way off time. They fattered the seat. Terrible second half against Fulham. And, I watched. Yeah. This and, really and, the,
0: and they lost to Leeds last week.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I think we we'll, we'll, we'll want a quick, pacey team with a bit of solidity that Mount and Cantwell um, give us.
0: I, I really, I really hope that. I mean, I, I, I think actually, and we should mention this in dispatches that Kovacic was excellent against oh, excellent, uh, Sevilla excellent. and also against Spurs the week before. You yeah, know? yeah. He's,
2: he's a quality player. I really, really like it's, him. What are the chances of of us being right? We we seem not to be able to pick the side every time. We get we think, like nine out of 11. Thing. Yeah, we get
0: nine out of 11 every well, time. I, I, think, I, think, I think that's a really good point, JK. And the reality is, I think we all know in our hearts what Chelsea's best team is. And it's Mendy, Chilwell, Silver, Zuma, James... Kante, Mount, Havertz, uh, Ziyech, Werner, Pulisic. I would Very say true. that is Chelsea's yeah, best 11. I've agreed. But I think, so we would naturally, I think, nearly always, apart from, I think, today, interesting discussion about, you know, who would be more suitable. I think that's absolutely valid. And I do think it, you need to play horses for courses occasionally. But I think the thing that we don't know, um, I mean, Frank's a great manager for, he'll pick who he thinks is doing it in training. But also, what we're not aware of is how much this is taking out of the players and how much they do need rest and how much they do need rotating. And there's no way in God's earth we know that unless we're on the training pitch.
3: Well, I think the beauty is that he can, because we've got a, a dead rubber midweek, he can put out a strongest team yeah. today, make wholesale changes midweek yeah. and rest them. So I think yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised on um, midweek that we see a completely different eleven. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me
2: if Gilmore gets a go. Actually, yeah,
0: nailed on. I think Jake. Yeah, I
3: think we'll have a. I think we we'll have a completely different eleven, which gives you know the players who get a couple of days off to recover, and then we get go to Everton with a
2: strong, fully fit team.
0: Yeah, let's hope one, so. One of
2: the things I like about speaking to the opposition view people is everybody each week says Frank is. Uh, they have doubts about Frank. They always have every single one. Who, who was it the other day at the Spurs fan? What's his face? Ricky.
0: Ricky,
2: Ricky. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky had doubts Ricky. about Frank. Similarly, Johns had doubts about
0: Frank. But that's me. That's the, that, that is media. You know, you know my CFC UK. You know yeah. my CFC UK article. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking gaslighting, mate. Do you know what? I had that 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 prick from TalkSport, Hugh Wizencroft, uh, on the radio the other day, going on about Havertz, saying Havertz, saying, well, he hasn't really set the world on fire, has he? Big signing for Chelsea, big reputation. He's turned out hasn't really done much. He's been fucking injured for a month, you complete <laughs> wazzock. Yeah. And
2: then he, caught, then he caught COVID. I know.
0: Yeah. I know. He's fucking only killed
2: 10 games. It's gaslighting. I think the fact... Frank's still not on Premiers'
3: real world. Frank's still playing the game as well. And, he, he you know, I, th- I think he's making... The strides from the season to last is fantastic. How many you know?
0: managers in the Premier League have beaten both Pep Guardiola and Jose, Jose. Mourinho... Twice in their first season. Yeah, I think he's if he's inept if he's inept tactically, that doesn't happen. No, I just say he's inept tactically. I think he's still learning the game. I think he is, but that's yeah. what they're saying. They're all saying, oh, they stupid." Yeah, well, exactly. Oh, yeah. All right, listen. Yeah. We did mention John, and he did he did have some interesting points. And again, you know, I must have had a, a really organised week because I have done. I've done a bit of homework this week, guys. I know it's shocking, no. isn't it? I know I have, but here's the thing about Leeds. They've got. I think that they, nobody, nobody in the Premier League has put in more tackles than Leeds. They're all about pressing, as we know, which is why they expire before the end of the season. But they're also all, they're about all-out attack. When they launch an attack, they do it en masse. They throw a lot of players forward. They get a lot of players into the opposition box. That being the case, uh, JK, I think they do pose a bit of a threat, I have to be honest. Well, they'll score
2: possibly, but if they do that, I mean, I'm not convinced they will because we seem to be completely watertight at the moment. But um, all right, say they score one, I still think we'll score four. You know, I'm 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 completely, as as you know, I, I don't think this this is a problem at all. This fixture, I think um, we're I've... too we're too we're too good for them because yeah. because we'll we'll burst in exactly the way you've been talking about, Dan. We'll burst ahead with the speed. You know, if he, if he wants to score another goal like we scored the other day where Werner gets the ball and outpaces everybody and lays it off for whoever the centre forward is or even he, he, by then it might be zayesh it might be Tammy might be on whoever they won't stand a chance. The pace is too much. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I, can't... What, this is an instance for me whatever they score will score more because can't we'll get them on the break because we're a very classy side.
3: And I think also I don't think they've got particularly fast defence either. I mean, because they push up very... I mean, Ailing's. Solid, but he's
2: not fast. I, but do, also I, just I think, think the character side say they were to score two, I just think we'd score four. I just don't, I don't, yeah, I, I think, think, I, I think, agree. I don't think
3: it will be comfortable. I, th- I think we'll win. I mean, I th- the way we're defending now, the way you know, Frank would know how, how Bielsa plays, he would have, you know, learnt them when he played for Derby County. Yeah, so he knows how to deal with them. Well, Le- I think-
0: Leeds, I mean, I know it's Derby and I know it's completely and utterly different. Um, Leeds, of course, beat Derby most of the time, apart from when it really, really mattered. In and the semi final, one four.
3: Was it four one or something yeah. after and losing the first leg? So, Mason
0: Mount scored a cracker, I recall.
3: Yeah, I I, I think these are a decent side. They only play one well way. I think I think we'll have too much for them just, just mm. in terms of experience and quality going forward. Well, very
0: quickly, very quickly before we nail our colours to the mast, um, I, I've got to ask this. I, I'm convinced about this. In fact, I might even put a bet on it actually, but I'm convinced that Patrick Bamford, Bamford is going to score against us tomorrow, JK. Would you agree with that? No. No, no. And with
3: J and with J K, I think I think we'll go to I will go we'll go to Neil. I think I don't think we'll get
0: anything okay. in. Well, I, I think he'll score, and I'm going to put money on it myself. I think I think this is going to be a humdinger. I have to say this is not going to be because well, I actually thought Chelsea Spurs would be some goals, but clearly I didn't read the runes on that one. But I think there will be, and I think we're I think we're going to win four two J K.
2: Okay, that's that's good, Chidge. Good, yeah, yeah. Because I think I there'll think be goals. I think we're going to win three nil.
0: Three nil. So me four two you three nil Dan. I was going to agree with Jake. I was going to say three nil as well. Three nil. it will be comfortable. I think we'll comfortably
3: win it, and we'll get a bit of a gas in the 70th minute because we've got the game all won.
0: Yeah. I'm loving the confidence, boys. Uh, right. I think that's about it for us, really. Um, we're all we're all looking quite and feeling quite. Bo- I mean, I am. I am definitely feeling confident. I, I spoke to Jason Cundy and Adam Catman on TalkSport very early this morning and said that I felt quite quite confident about this because I think I think Chelsea. Are on such a crest of a wave at the moment. And I think I think do not underestimate how important that massive win against Sevilla was in midweek because effectively it was our B team. You know, so everybody's gonna be feeling really pumped. You know, that the dirt Trackers has pulled out a really good result. Oli Giroud got four I think there's gonna be there's a lot of confidence in the squad, a lot of happiness, crest of a wave. I think Leeds are gonna to have to really pull out something special to get a result tomorrow. And I don't see it happening, so there you go. Right, we should go. Uh, Mixler people, as always, lovely to see so many of you in here with us. Uh, I've been reading your comments. I haven't shouted any of them out, but I have been reading. It's been good to see you in there. Uh, We will be back. uh, Well, me and JK will be back on Monday with, would you believe, JK, we've got Mark Worrell and Mark Meehan uh, with us. Royalty. Well, not yes, royalty. But also because I thought, who has probably seen more Chelsea-Leeds games uh, of all the fan casters that I know apart from J.K., and it would be Marco and it would be Mark Meehan, and I thought I'd give him a special treat and let them come on. So they're on with me and J.K. on Monday. Uh, we'll obviously be looking back at the Leeds match, and we'll be looking ahead to the Krasnodar uh, match on Tuesday. Now, um, I think, uh, well, I'm going to say the cheerio, but I, I think it, it's absolutely behoven upon us all to sing ourselves out tonight with in time-honoured fashion when it comes to Leeds, So when I've done my Up the Chels, I want a nice rousing rendition of We All Hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, yes?
2: Before we do that, I was asked to sing a a, a song um, that somebody had written, which uh, I just, to the tune of um, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Uh, 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 If you're lost, you can look and you will find them, Timo and Kai. If you're needing a goal, just look for the Germans, Timo and Kai. That's pretty good. Timo and Kai. I like that. Who, who did Could that?
0: Who has who wrote that? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell. All right, let's go. Uh, every- I'll, find out. I'll,
2: I'll do it. I'll tell you on Monday. All right. Anyway, yeah.
0: thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. Been great fun, as always, this week. We will see you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chels. Up the the chills! We all hate hate
1: leads and and leads and leads
2: and leads and leads and
0: leads and leads and leads. (laughs) We all fucking hate leads (laughs) leads and leads! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.